0: hope th- there press that button and I believe that th- the internet can hear um, can hear uh, hear my voice hey, hey. and and hear Zach's voice as well down Hello. down the tubes of the internet. Um buzzed into your very ears, um, audience uh, at home or on the train or the bus or at work or wherever you happen to be, um, listening to, to tonight's Rail Matter. We have a lovely episode uh tonight. I'm very, very pleased. Uh, Zach is, is waiting in the green room, uh yeah. joining us moment well, in fact with us right now. Um Zach will give us an intro once we've once we've got stuck into the episode. But um because tonight we are t- Zach is We'll, we'll, t- we'll, we'll introduce why this episode is, why you're talking about this episode in a minute. But we're going to be talking about jerseys, tramways and railways. And it's a, it's a very pleasingly illustrated history. Episode 193 of Rail Natter tonight. Um, and uh, if I make sure that I'll well, need to get the Wacom out. The Wacom that you told me that I need to get. By the way, <laughs> just to kind of just to hint to the listeners and, and viewers, the extent to which we have um, uh, Rail Natter sort of friend of the show action going on. I, I have this Wacom because Zach told me to buy it. I'm um, now John Maddening look here I'm drawing an asterisk under the A of rail matter uh, over the first one um yes anyway I digress because uh, here is a nice picture it's a picture that looks um looks kind of familiar uh it looks like a, you know an x railway is what it looks like uh, an image familiar to anyone um in in the uk or beyond um but this isn't within the confines of of the contiguous britain island this is somewhere else somewhere strange mysterious and not so distant and uh zach is going to guide us through the history of what this picture means and th- the history around it uh, momentarily um Everyone, welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. And as the Intercity 225 fades away... Um, everyone, I'm, I'm very ASMR y these days because I have to, I have to t- kind of consciously talk in a slightly quieter voice. Um, oh, I've also just noticed that I need to um, uh, right click on here and go make my mouse not appear because uh, oh, yeah. we're not, we're not <laughs> doing PDF stuff. That's fine. Um, so, uh, yes, well, first of all, before we start talking about, I just tell what, let's do the news first. Um, let's get stuck into the news. Yeah, we flunked the 1.5 degrees Celsius limit of warming. This was the supposed, um, compromise temperature at, agreed at Paris, as part of the the, the Paris Agreement, that we were going to hold our GHG emissions down such that we wouldn't exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius. And, um, ooh. The, uh, the uh, UN Environment Programme has released this very fetchingly <laughs> covered uh, report here, titled Broken Record, um, with a very nice picture of the temperatures. It's just very nicely done, this. Um, pointing out the Emissions Gap uh, Report. Uh, and uh, it's been very nicely broken down by Carbon Brief. Uh, Zeki, Halsvater, has um, uh, has, um, uh, has actually broken it down. It's very nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically we're, we're stuffed. We've exceeded... There, there is... Almost no chance that we can stick within the 1.5 degrees Celsius limit. Now, when I was growing up, I remember talking about the one degree uh, increase in temperatures resulting in catastrophes around the, the planet. I remember the four degree being like the, the four degree one was the map that you could get with the telegraph that showed what the rest, what the what the planet's surface would look like with all the extra water on it. That was four degrees Celsius. We are blasting through the 1.5 degrees Celsius, and it looks like we're going to be reaching. The current policy is. 2.7 to 4.5 degrees Celsius. Now, um, mm. the 4.5 degrees—that's 0.5 degrees Celsius above the everything gets flooded map temperature increase. Mm. When I talk about the speed at which we need to change, so it's a very, dep- a briefly depressing start, an otherwise very gentle episode. Sorry, everyone, but you know, reality <laughs> bites. Um, yeah, basically, as, as we've, you know, the the year to have done stuff was earlier. So if we'd started doing stuff in 2000, we'd have had a much flatter, I've put this sort of graphic before, we've had a much flatter path to reducing our emissions. Now that we are continuing to increase our emissions very dramatically, um, you know, we're way above 40 gigatons of uh, of GHG uh, emissions annually now. Um, We're at the point where we have to, we absolutely have to go super, super fast, and it's pretty much impossible to achieve that now without us somehow doing a wizard will fix it net negative emissions type stuff which ain't gonna happen so yeah cheery stuff meanwhile in britain of course <laughs> um yeah uh there is eight- better it gets better because you know what we've done is cancel uh, everyone listening knows this stuff cancel a uh a you know a strategic railway project and uh pretend that it's real that you're spending the money on filling up potholes Uh, £8 billion boost to repair roads and back drivers. Redirected HS2 funding to resurface more than 5,000 miles of road across the country, improving journeys for all. Uh, You know what? I'm not even going to annotate (coughs) this bit of news. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, Zach, you you literally... It's it's we're we're causing ourselves psychic damage by yeah. even having this on screen. So let us get rid say, of it.
1: It, just, it will not help me because I can't drive. Well, exactly. Yeah, maybe and my bus will go a bit better, but I can't drive.
0: Fifty percent of people younger than me also cannot drive or don't yeah. drive. So uh, anyway, right? Let's get rid of that. Let's forget exactly. about that. Zach is here, everyone. Hi. <laughs> so, um, welcome fi- finally on a on a rail natter after you know yes. uh, how, how being a friend along. of the show for a very long time and instrumental in it in its in its existence uh, at several points, including technical support, I think mid episode mm. as well, once or twice. Anyway, marvelous. Um, Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you, and also explain what, why are you are on here talking about mm. Jersey's trams and, and railways. T- t- yeah. tell, tell us, tell okay. us these things. Hi.
1: I'm Zach. Some of you might know me as Ella, um, from the chat, and also from my from like the I suppose friend friendly show Rails to Nowhere. Um, I'm. I finished a history masters, uh, one of the University of London's, uh, well Queen Mary, great place. Um, cannot recommend highly enough doing a masters if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but I wrote my masters on the weird history of one of the two railway companies that existed on Jersey. Uh, in like the early 20th century um it was an idea that was you partly gave me as an idea that i half had when i was researching the german occupation of the channel Islands, which is a whole other uh thing thing onto itself and um yeah i it's just it's a lovely, it's a funny place i love it um (laughs) so i'm just kind of like slowly going down this weird weird history of i like the channel islands i'm not sure why um i think it's partly because it's it's a weird mix of British and, and French like, continentalism all merged into also something that exists as a tax haven partly and other thing. Uh, it's I like, love it. I stood outside one of the HSBC bank vaults. I think it, was HSBC. <laughs> it was one of the banks. They've got a vault in some of the abandoned tunnels and I was given a tour and I stood outside that that was weird. Um, that was that was also like that's a whole story. Um, yeah
0: yeah yeah. Oh very 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 yeah. strange.
1: I could t- I could talk about those railways too if you want. You <laughs> <won't>.
0: <laughs> it's it it's one of these like slight like not quite real type you know you're like your eyes are deceiving you type of situations. It's a bit like mm. I don't know it's a bit like when I was watching um yeah, uh, you know, it's a bit like Netflix series that, that that are shot in Britain but like have an American mm. cast. Or the most the thing that was really weird to watch was watching um was watching uh, uh, oh golly, what's the name of the series? Well, the the MCU series that they shot in Budapest for paired up for London Moon, Knight, uh. Moon Knight. uh Moon Knight, So they 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 used Budapest for London. And they spent <laughs> an enormous amount of money getting London, getting some, getting a RouteMaster in, getting you know replacing all the shop mm-hmm. frontages with with fairly convincing real wow. brands, by the way, in the background. But it didn't quite look right because the architecture yeah. was
1: yeah.
0: central European, uh, you know, Art or or British. you know, rather than this slightly weirder Georgian yeah. mix that we have. So it's yeah. just slightly that's and that's a little bit what <laughs> I imagine jerseys like
1: full metal jacket. Is. Uh that's filmed in the Docklands, which I am intimately familiar with as a student of the East of London.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It, it just breaks your mind. But that sort of thing is fascinating, you know. It's this slightly mm. like it, it just it's just ever so slightly fascinating. Um so um uh, yes. let us let us ask we we're talking about Jersey important question is um uh well oh, actually before we before we go gareth has a G- currency gareth has yes. asked uh hello hello gareth um has asked a, a, an interesting question which is what is was zach's connection with jersey if there was
1: one prior to the nerdity we're about to experience isn't that a nice little interesting i did question. my ba on jersey too i did my ba about the german occupation which involved um all sorts of weird things um as i say like i was I was invited out. I got to dig through a load of tunnels of all things. Um, do not go in the Jersey wall tunnels apart from the ones that are open to the public without a guide, without permission, because you can be trespassing. A Jersey has proper trespass laws. And also, like it's it's quite dangerous, yeah. and I was very lucky in that you're actually doing like as as they say on oh, well, there's a problem, don't go in the hole. It's a species of cave, <laughs> and they are dangerous. <laughs> but they are go. beautiful on the inside because of the I mean, the work of both the Jersey people who helped build them and the slaves who uh, you know who unfortunately were forced to dig them they did an amazing job mm. and there's some amazing history in there ah, interesting so we yeah. given that we're it is talking about jersey Guernsey, i will yes, say that i have yes. the cat on my other
0: screen yeah there. yeah good so we we do have to ask the question what is um, <laughs> what is jersey what is that yes. um, it's a good question um, and to, to answer the question well here here is a bit of it uh, and this i think this picture kind of sums up the general yeah. jersey vibe which is um, it's g- g- strange. You know, castles. It looks like
1: Balamori. It does
0: look a bit Balamori, Yeah, it does, yeah, it looks like the people my age is like a thing. Yeah, well, yeah, quite. Yeah, it does look a bit like they've taken Tobar but put a, an enormous like French citadel mm. castle behind it. It's quite something. Mm. Pretty, pretty spectacular. Yeah. Anyway, so it's Mount
1: Oriagel Mount Oriel Castle just above uh, Gori, if anyone's interested. because yes. I'm that much of a nerd. <laughs> and
0: Sorry. it's you know it's it's very pleasant. It's you know the weather's is nice. Um, it's a place where you can. Uh, hide your money from appropriate uh, authorities uh, and and therefore reduce your tax burden. Uh, not recommended. Not as good of as
1: Alderney, apparently. <laughs> yes,
0: but so right. Time to get John Maddening because mm. we here is uh, most of the uh, inverted commas British Isles, but uh, mm. we don't like the term British Isles. So actually, what we're going to say is um, the weird North Atlantic um, uh, archipelago, uh, of which. You could argue the Channel Islands aren't part no. of it, but there they are down here. But you can see all the Britain stuff and then the non-Britain stuff and then Ireland. There's the island of Ireland, the big lovely island of Ireland here, looking marvellous. There's the Isle of Sodor here, the Isle of Man yep. here. Um, lovely, marvellous. Uh, Shetland, that everyone forgets. Uh, Kilda and others. Is this the Rock? Is I this... always forget Kilda. <laughs> yeah, Kilda's a... up, <laughs> and, and oh, the uh... Rock will be north, but uh, it might be. That's Kilda. <laughs> that's be... that's the. This is the the Rock that just has a flag yeah. on it. Uh, anyway, basically, yeah, Politics. we digress. <laughs> Down here, uh, next to France, are um, Guernsey and Jersey uh, as the two largest of the of the Channel Islands. We zoom in on. Let's zoom in on here. So we have here we mm. are. Uh, here is Guernsey.
1: Here yep. is Jersey, uh, and a bit above it is uh, Alderney. Uh, is this Alderney here, Saint Anne? I believe yes, that is Alderney. And then there's and this then, bit. I don't know what that I is. I think that's Sark. I think it's oh, Sark. that's Sark. Okay, um, and, then even got,
0: more of a, and then you've a got more. The and rea- then you've got have got this weird archip- kind of French archipelago down here, off off. Uh, anyway, there's there's a whole load of islands down here. The water is presumably not that. Deep around here, so there's lots of islands hanging around. Zoom in, so you get these kind of islands, and you can see they're very well connected with you know all these ferries going left, right, and centre. Zoom in on Jersey, and here is Jersey. It's an island. It has a bay.
1: It yeah. has another St. bay, or- Saint Oban's Bay, and I believe it is actually pronounced by Saint Oban, because the BBC Jersey corrected me on this.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh it's Saint. O oh. anyway, yeah. yes. Um, the, the and, and then you can see it's got a, it's got a flat bit. Yeah, it's got two kind of flatter bits, and then it's a hillier on the other side. The spiky, hilly bit on the other side over here. Um, And it's it's actually it's quite it's very beautiful. It's quite densely populated as well. Mm.
1: Has an airport. There's an airport uh, over here. Uh, Apparently, you can land nothing bigger than an A320 on it, though, because I spoke with a BA pilot about this, and they're like, (laughs) "No, you can only put an A320 down on there." And even then, that's a bit of a stretch. Most of the time, it's smaller stuff than that, isn't it? It's It's private jet people coming in to touch um, their money. Um, ATR 42's there
0: you go that's the stuff so um so here happy. there's, there's all sorts of stuff going on and if we jump back if we if we steal a screenshot from uh, from rail map online which is a wonderful resource that I'd recommend you go and uh, and make make great use of uh, there are two not hugely easy to see lines on here mm. so there's one line which is kind of pinky here it's this little magenta line which I've just uh, drawn a line against and there's another line over here which we're less interested in tonight yeah which is this yellow line here that runs from kind of, and they're, they're both in the south of the island. Uh, they both run into uh, St. Helier. Here it is. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us about them. What are these two lines? For the people for that I'll start, yeah. John Maddening, the yellow one here, which is really difficult mm-hmm. to see. I'm going to just do a let's line next. Let's start to
1: it. With, the, with the maddening line, the yellow yes, this one. one and that's the Jersey Eastern it. Railway, yes, which it's... ran from Snow Hill in St. Helier, which is on the uh, other side uh, of um fort regent's big mountain i forget the name of it it's got a i say mountain it's a big big rocky hill <laughs> yeah. um that was a standard gauge railway it ran all the way out to goree Gorey pier um and it, it's it was interesting but not the focus of my dissertation m- mostly because there are basically no records left of it there's like three or oh, four but basically that kind of has disappeared from the historical record as far as we can tell um the other line the purple line is much more exciting that's the well was the jersey railway and also the st st orbin and lamoy railway but then it became the jersey railway as one unit and then it became the jersey railways and tramways railway um, which I think gives you an idea of the the weird history we're yeah. talking about here. <laughs> yes. um, it was it started off life in uh, the eighteen seventies. Uh, it was eighteen yeah it was eighteen seventy. They built the first bit between Saint Helier and Saint Oban. It was a standard gauge thing. They then built another company built Saint Oban to La bit, which then became which was built to three foot six inch gauge, which is, um, I believe, cape gauge, if I'm correct. Three foot six. Um, mm. Sorry, I'm using imperial measurements here, even though I'm a metric person myself, because these are the things that are written in the records. Yes. Um, they converted the whole thing to three foot six inch and uh, joined them all up. And then it uh, that company folded, the Jersey Railway folded, and it had a management buyout, which feels oh so familiar, <laughs> uh, which became the Jersey Railways and Tramways, which is started life in 18... 18- Uh, Oh, goodness, I've completely forgotten the year. It was in 18... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> this,
0: this is this is this is when it's always good. I, I fly without notes, and and therefore I speak a lot uh, of nonsense. Um, sorry, there we go. 1896. There, there we go. are. So I can now John um, maddenate the the number 1896 yes. in brackets underneath the JR and T. They're marvelous. So this is this is the you did quite well. The, yeah, this is the overview. overview. This is what it looks like uh, from from you know the 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 map of of the little island. Um, in in terms of size, it's not very big. What is it like? Yeah. Uh, About
1: I don't know. oh. I don't know how wide the full island is, but I can tell the railway was seven miles and change. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so which I gives can... you an idea of the scale we're talking about here. We are very much talking about your toy train. It's or maybe your... like twenty
0: kilometers across the island, yeah, maybe a little it's, more. It's I don't. It's shiny. not. It's not big. It's not. It's not a big. It's not a big lump of rock. So, let us look at. This is supposed to be an illustrated yep. history. So let's let's illustrate some history. Yep tell us what is on screen and i'm going to make my mouse white to make actually no i'll keep it red that's fine tell us what is on screen and i shall start Uh, annotating
1: yeah so the top top left uh that shows the original railway the jersey railway just between st Helier and um st oban which was built mostly on this weird trestle bridge in literally in st oban's bay along the beach very weird um, that was standard gauge. Um, that, as I say, gets, gets re And that was a photo from the first day it ran. Oh, um, so that's a very old picture. Not sure, yeah. Not sure about the author on this one, but it kind of gives you an idea of the so vibe. So that's, what is that, 1870? Yeah. Um, 1870, yes, okay. as you can see, it's very basic rolling stock. Um, proper, like, just we we threw this together sort of feeling. Yeah, um,
0: like a, kind of a inter-ocean, Mexican interocean railway type situation, where they just chucked together.
1: Either. Well, no signals too, you know. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah.
1: it's interesting. Um, it's quite a strange mixture
0: of just like cattle wagons that everyone's sort yeah. of travelling in here. Anyway,
1: I, I love it. Then you've got the um, uh, the bottom is just the seal of the company, the company we're talking about, the Jersey Railways and Tramways, or the JR&T, if you want to, you know, be lazy. And then bottom right is La Houle station, which shows that lovely three foot six inch permanent way most of the line was single track as you see and it's just this lovely it gives you an idea of what the lines actual like vibe was um it did it's very so have the telegraph
0: uh, oh, yeah a telegraph is there yeah but it
1: didn't have signals
0: oh so you could phone so, the head and say a, a, a train is yeah. coming your way but there was no there was no signal protection yeah.
1: fine it was very much kind of on site and some other things it's it's brilliant um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you can comment about the permanent way in both these photos. That is, I think, the highest quality stuff that we need on all of our railways. It's, it's um, definitely not just laid on gravel.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got a bit of an Isle of Wight vibe, which was the Isle of Wight yeah. railway was laid onto round pebbles, and therefore this was. it's rapidly hopeless. Um, this is fascinating. The trestle element is fascinating. Mm. Um freshly the fact that it's 1870 this is a very old i mean okay we're rationing some pixels here this is a very yes. old picture of um you know, it's a very old photograph uh mm. you know, generally of railways this is a pretty old photograph and, and it, it's it's amazing how spindly um it all looks you know the locomotive still mm. looks like something someone's put together in their garage um mm. you know we're not quite a, uh you know th- th- these locos still looked I mean, I'm guessing that's because it was actually probably quite... That the looker is probably older than 1817. They've procured it on the no, cheap. No, I
1: think as far as oh, port, new? I can't remember. They think that was built for them. Oh, crikey. It's called, it's, they had two. One was... I forget the name of one of them, but one was called Harrow Harrow, which is um, a bit of a reference to... Uh, if don't know if you know about the clemur de Harrow, which is a whole thing unto itself. Look it up. I'm not going to explain it here. It's amazing. Oh,
0: um, right. Okay, there you are. Uh, have you covered it on the podcast? Yeah. Have you covered it on...
1: We will be covering this in like the full uh, Rails to Nowhere version of this, which will come out in January and is much going to be like two and a half hours, three hours <laughs> long, probably. I'm sorry. <laughs> This is a whistle stop tour. Let's
0: go. It's yes, very, very much a whistle stop tour. Yeah, um, people are asking. People are curious about the um, how how much the uh, Jersey's going to survive uh, climate change, given that uh, uh, you know, given that quite a lot of it's quite close to sea level. Well, I don't know. We're going to be. You might find that the Cambrian line in, on the Welsh on the Welsh yeah, coast we might end up looking a bit that. more. It might end up looking a bit more like this if we want it to continue to survive. Um, yeah. uh, anyway, this is lovely. Well, this this will, the is, line
1: this... was starting to flood a few. To actually continue on, we'll see. We'll show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well. The, the, History shall happen. History yes. is happening around us. Anyway, it's 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 a it's a very fetching vibe. Particularly yeah. the, the photo of um of the of yeah. the little the little halt there with a the lovely bench, very cash mm. bench. That's very nice. Mm. Anyway, right. More so, history. as you
1: can see, uh, we're now in the uh, three foot six inch gauge era. Um, they had to buy a load of new rolling stock. This is when the company that I wrote about took over. So this is post eighteen um, ninety six. This is still pre. Um, uh, the is still pre 1905 uh, because St Oban, which is the pic, uh, two leftmost pictures, still has the uh, canopy roof, um, and it's not got the lovely Adolphus Curry building. Um, so it's an interesting
0: canopy roof. Yeah. It's quite an interesting architectural design. This thing because mm. it's it's a very strange. It's quite a. It's it's got a bit of like a Manchester Oxford Road vibe. It's got this kind yeah. of slightly strange. Sort of um, uh, pitched design, rather than being mm. a nice curved arch, it's got this kind of this kind of pivot, this, this kind of mm. angle, which is quite interesting actually. And, and then they've you know they've tied the the glass edging to it. it's it's quite it's an interesting brilliant. bit of um, station. Obviously inside it's a bit a bit empty. They've, mm. they've done some they've done some um, Britain in Bloom planting in the middle, <laughs> very nice. Uh, there's um, a, let's not talk about the buffers here,
1: obviously. But um, yeah, it's very fetching. Um, yeah, well, it's an mean, St. Helier station. They had a traverser there, which is even more curved. <laughs> <It's laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it's a very funny line, as I say. Um, it, it's all very basic equipment, rolling stock. The that's all the locomotives are at this point quite small. Hmm. Um, yes, there are. The Unfortunately, plants in the ten foot, and that was a thing. And as you can see, number two here is currently going through a flood. So this of is so this is
0: this is this is uh, number one here, isn't it? This is yes, number, number one. one. Uh, and then There's number two so this is this here is number two at uh, answering the question about, um, <laughs> about What high sea levels do to the yes. railway? Uh, very neatly in a photograph here is number yeah. two in a puddle uh, not mm. looking too happy with it. Well, actually, you no, it's fine. It's fine um, and then down here uh, yeah. This is correct. Uh, this is number five, right?
1: Yes, number five is special. Uh, no, that's not number five thing. That's number three, sorry.
0: Oh, it's number, uh, number three. Number
1: five is identifiable because it has square windows. Oh, interesting.
0: Well, there you um,
1: go. Which also got sold to the Victoria Falls Power Company, which is another another thing unto itself, which is now modern-day South Africa, and apparently it's still out there somewhere. Oh,
0: golly. Okay, crikey. Um, um, I, I have an observation about number three here, yes. which is it does not appear to have negotiated his way correctly through this uh, turnout. That would
1: be correct. Um, There were a few incidents like this where switches were thrown or um, things went a bit wrong. However, quoting from a report from uh, Ramsey Kendall of the Northeastern, we'll get on to him a bit later. Um, Basically, this was perfectly normal for the time, is what he says.
0: Oh dear. Um, which
1: gives an idea of the sort of level we're operating. As I say, there's no signals. The maintenance is simple but functional. Yes. Um, but as you can see, this isn't very tramway.
0: No, it isn't. It is. It, we'll it, get to. It, it is. Uh, you know, this yeah. is a ostensibly a. A a railway. I mean, the the lines really blur between what a railway and a tramway yeah. are. To be honest, there's not a, a, you know the 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 rail netter. No, they're not a metro mm-hmm. sorter. It says it on on whether you've got yeah. lots of at grade running and stuff. Um. Anyway, right. So
1: yeah, I there, was gonna say. Well, think at this point, the the people who are using it are the locals and the um tourists, which we'll go into in a moment. Yeah. But we're still in the early 1890s here, and if you go to the next slide, please. I feel like a professor I'm gonna... now. Um, you yeah. can see what happens because the railway starts to do quite well under this new company um, They build some new buildings by adults ah, so, yes. so
0: we've had the management buyout at yeah. this point So the management buyout yes. has happened and we are carrying um, uh, And so you know the, the railways are doing pretty well at this point yeah. Jersey a popular tourist destination, right? Yes, this very served, much a popular tourist yeah. destination
1: served by Weymouth and I think Southampton mm. Uh, yeah, the Great Western Railway steam is coming across it. But the railway on Jersey does quite well partly because of this, because it serves the tourist market. And if you notice, the trains on the two timetables there from 1910 pick up as the ships sort of start arriving. And also for when the markets are open, because we're still at a time when markets are quite important. Um, yes. yeah, And that kind of gives an idea of it. Um i should say at this point the company is starting to do well so they obviously invest in the new buildings that's st Helier station's adolphus curry building which is still standing outside liberation square um or on liberation square but because they're doing well the management is quite pleased and they start going on a bit of an expansion vibe Uh-oh. um they bring over mr Ramsey kendall of the northeastern railway you can see one of his letters to them here um and in general, he says you need to do a bit more upgrading because up to this point, the, the previous company was hemorrhaging money, doing terribly. And uh, let's say things weren't going well. So he gets them to uh, basically do up the repair shops; so they can actually fix things. Um, suggest buying a stronger locomotive, number five, for the Corby Air branch, which has now been opened, um, which also has a tunnel dug for it, which Ooh. is unique. Um and that, that line runs all the way down to the lighthouse at Corbière, which is a lovely tourist spot, obviously. Again, the tourist market's quite important. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he basically says you need to start spending money. But at this point, the new hotness that's coming across from America and Europe is the tram, the, you know, the electrified tramway. And the management's kind of like, oh, we want to do this. We want to get electrified. And you can kind of see in the last bit of the report there. He says, um, "I can,
0: I can read yeah. it. I can put a voice on yeah. it and read it for you. Actually, uh, it's a chat from the Northeastern Railway. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to uh, squeeze a Northeastern accent in here. Yes. <laughs> uh, in regard to the question of electrification, this naturally is a question as to whether it is worthwhile to replace a going concern requiring only a certain expenditure. In connection with the above points, it would involve large outlay without." a uh, probably extra passengers. Uh, I, I can't actually read that previous word there. I, I'm going to go with the new oh. uh, Extra passengers, as electric tramways generally stop only at certain stations, as, as you do now. This question, however, does not fall within the province of this report. Mm. Thanks, Ramsey Kendall. Very useful. Which
1: he, which he basically says, don't bother, yeah. because it's what you're doing is fine. They don't need the electrification for frequency reasons, because as you can see, there's like a train every hour most of the day, maybe every half an hour because they... They've got a couple of ferry capacity. ones. So
0: yeah, the summer, the summer time table is yeah. quite interesting. So you can see, like, there's, there's there's 12-ish, then 12.35, then 1, then 2, then 2.30. I presume extra services to... Our, at the C refers to uh, a train that goes out to the end of the branch yeah, line, actually. All the way down
1: to the end of the branch. Uh, and and um, so
0: those, I presume, tie up with... Um, uh, tie, tie in with ferry services. So they'll be tied into services partly. arriving. Uh, but, also yeah, it's that, frequent. but also tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, yeah. End of the
1: day, um, um, but as I say, they were looking at electrifying because at this time the electric tramway is the new hotness. It's how you get investment. It's like back a couple of years ago. If you put crypto or NFT in your company name, <laughs> you'd get tons of investment. Now Same thing I... here. They put tramway in their steam railways name because it attracts investment. It attracts people interested. Interesting. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm going to read a little quote from uh, from uh, Ramsey again because it's quite an interesting little yeah. um little little little, uh, little technical point here. Turk, for instance, the unequal word on the tires of your rolling stock, mm. owing to continuous running on certain curves without the reversal of the stock, no triangle exists which could enable stock to be turned round and minimise or divide this def- defect. So that's talking about the fact that the trains are going the same, they haven't yes. been rotated back and forth, which means that yeah. through the curves, the inside wheels will be getting more worn out than the outside Um which yeah. is, uh, or vice versa, actually in, the, in this instance, depending on how it's, it, depending yeah. on how um, depending on how they've overcanted it. But yeah, they're getting une- unequal where because normally you'd you'd you know this uh, the railways good due diligence of railway operation would be that you turn your stock sufficiently, yeah. or you have a long enough system that it doesn't make a difference. But when you've got a very short system that, as we remember from the map whiz back the map it's 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 all curves in one direction it's,
1: yeah, it's seven much. and a half miles and it's just curvy
0: <laughs> but it's mostly curves it's, in one sh- direction so that you've got some kinks the other way but for the most part yeah. it's a you know uh, a, a it's all the left-handed or right-handed depending on which direction the mile is going curved uh, throughout so um yeah, so a yeah, brilliant
1: that, way to ruin
0: your track uh, well, well, um, there we go
1: say, let's back yeah let's so, switch back to the next slide why not yeah. So, some more um, as you can see off the back of that report, as I say, they opened up that tunnel to, for the oh, yes. line down to Corbière, which is a lovely bit of thing. It literally whizzes between two houses there um, <laughs> because that kind of summarizes how this was built. It was very much built kind of around everything that existed, um, very little land purchase beyond, like, knocking down of things was done to. Uh, to um, build it and so on but they built that too partly because they needed to have a flatter gradient because their little locomotives are struggling as you can see number Mm. one has fallen off the line again yes
0: oops Um, number one here uh off on off on adventures uh yes again apparently as 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 you've intimated zach a reasonably frequent occurrence
1: yeah i would say (laughs) on average i probably found about once every six months to a year a train came off the tracks which is pretty bad (laughs) for Um, a very short railway yeah not great yeah but as you can it gives an idea of the maintenance that was being done um but it, it people seem to be fine um but it got seemed to get a lot of uh patronage from passengers as i say their their numbers are going up yeah and in the top right, you can see the new locomotive that was bought, number five, to help with that branch oh, line. Oh, yes, there's number five.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with, I was going to say, it looks like it's a, tr- a a locomotive that's been painted in photographic grey, but actually, this looks like oh. it's an engraving. This looks like it's a, it's an artwork rather than a photograph. Artwork,
1: as far as I yeah, know, okay, work out, yeah. um, Very nice. from Huntslip Barclay. Oh yes, Leeds. Um, which yeah. or Barclay Huntslip? I think it was just called Barclay at this time. Um... I can't remember, and I've not got that written down so in my what notes.
0: Year? Ah, so, effort. interesting little, very brief segue. What year did number five mm. arrive? Can you remember?
1: Uh, hold on. Uh, number five. Uh, uh, five. Come on. Come on. Number uh, uh, number five, there you go. It would arrive, I- it would work the line until 1928, and it would arrive, I believe, in about 1910. So um, what's interesting. I've got my numbers right. So,
0: what's interesting is, is at this point, um, Barclay and later Hunslet Barclay, uh, a, a paper that I've just read from Henry uh, Owen O'Brien, um, battling the proprietors of Hunslet uh, Barclay who are pushing back on building, um, uh, pushing back on the idea that, that, that the future was for electric. F- traction rather than for steam traction uh, so it's interesting that huns Bar- which is funny because the last trains that Hunslet that barclay ever built are the class 323s um mm. uh, or uh, or rather the that the, their name built whether it was their actual you know, they actually had any involvement but anyway so that that was around about this yeah. kind of 1910 to 1920 they were having these battles 1907 was it that it arrived yeah. okay there we go 1907 so it's yeah like it's funny that it it's funny that those discussions about the future were happening uh you know we were talking about the discussion you know a slide ago about electrification mm. versus versus otherwise um anyway uh, that that was uh, that's yeah. a, a, a small segue because it's interesting to t- know what discussions were happening at the time anyway th- there's there are some vibes going on in this in this yeah. derailment picture here um <laughs> yeah.
1: there's there's quite a few it's different types of thing.
0: guy uh there's, there's there's some flat cap guys who just look like they've turned up there's this the short guy here.
1: They're probably actually from the railway company. That, yeah, um,
0: and these guys look like the railway, the the public-facing staff of the railway. Yeah, um, I mean, you. funny. So guy looks funny. like
1: staffing quickly because yeah, they had they had some interesting staffing things. Um, drivers, um, firemen, as they're referred to in the book in the documents, and guards are all interchangeable. You're all trained to do everything. So on one run, uh, a driver by the name of Crespin. Uh, drove the train all the way to Corby Air, and on the run back was the guard, <laughs> <laughs> which just kind of gives an idea of, again the sort of vibes we're going for here of, t- of feel everyone vulnerable. does everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you've got the managers who obviously are not managers. You can probably guess from this photo who is probably the manager. This guy. One of the manager. Yep, bingo. Um, I'm not sure who this one is, but bowler hat. I
0: remember that hats literally yeah. meant rank at this time
1: literally yeah it is literally your hat is right i mean if you look at the the gentlemen who are on the locomotive their hats are more of that kind of authority. i guess it's a very authoritative hat isn't it
0: yeah they're, um, they're, they're, they're like it's not a nice round bowler but they've because someone's locked the top yeah. off they have a square finish but they're still in a better hat than the flat cap that the uh that the lackeys uh, are all wearing they've all got their flat caps here flat yes. cap flat cap uh yeah, it's a rank um, thing
1: there's a question in the chat about is the line a single track with signs? It was mostly single track as shown in the picture, apart from passing loops at Millbrook and uh Donbridge Station. Um St Helier and St Urban Station also had um obviously terminating platforms as well as St. Urban had a a spur off down the branch and Corbier had a run-round loop. Ooh. So it's mostly single track, as I say, very but Very it doesn't simple. need to be
0: anything more than that. You know, this is this is the no. glory of the railway. It's a durable, flexible
1: yeah. specification. I mean, it, it you can it, it use it in different environments,
0: like squeezing between houses <laughs> in mm. this photo. It carried goods for a bit, too. It oh, carried
1: um, stuff from Lamoy Quarries, and then they shut that when they opened down to Corbiere. You can see the inside of one of the coaches, actually. It's lovely kind of Victorian vibes. Side-seated um, benching, vibes. which is
0: quite interesting, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, and interestingly, you'll note the electric lighting, because yeah. the railway was trying to be the kind of proprietors of the future. So they contacted a company in um, Kent. or Well, Dartford, uh, like Dartford and Kent is kind of where they seem to be operating from. Um, it was a dynamo attached to the, the wheels of the coach, which drove the lights and also drove ah. a headlamp and a tail lamp on the locomotive and rear of the train. It was brilliant. Oh, that's very, very um, snazzy. And that was in about 19, uh, 1908, that kind of uh, seemed Fab. to show up. There's, a, there's yeah. an
0: electrical theme emerging in this episode, which is uh, which is yeah, cool.
1: it's it's brilliant. Um, but should we go to the next slide? Yes, we'll let's we do just keep that. This going um, so um,
0: there's some stuff going on here on the so on the top we have I'm going to audio describe what we can see here because at the top you have. Well, it. What are they? These are rail cars. Rail cars. Are they diesel? Diesel rail cars or steam rail cars?
1: These are steam rail cars. Steam rail cars. We will we will explain those in a moment because as as I've I've kind of alluded to, they were looking at electrification. Mm. And in the chat again, there's a question about um, was there the capacity? Would there be? Would that influence considered a influence addition to electrify? Which is not really. It was very much a it's the cool new technology uh, which is why they go for which is why they start investigating electrification it's why they fit the electric lights at the end of the day they want to appear as the proprietors of a modern system i mean they have telephones they have telegraphs they are a modern cool system um whereas which compared with a lot of jersey i mean uh, the phone numbers on jersey at this time are still in the double digits (laughs) like 28 52 like that is that were the numbers and Good luck making a call to Britain. <laughs> that kind of gives an idea of where we are. Yeah. But they were one of the companies that had phones at every station, mm. which is again amazing considering how much space that would take up. Um, but it was all a, a technology thing, which is why we get these steam rail cars which show up in the late in the kind of mid-1920s, about nineteen twenty-three, twenty-five. Which um yes. <laughs> sorry about this i yeah <laughs> about the chat thing but uh these show up and they're steam rail cars not diesel not electric but they look quite modern they look kind yeah, of ar- pretty snazzy which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which is starting to come into style and these are bought in as another round of modernization um which is interesting that rail cars like showing up during modernization um there's a theme emerging here um these are wooden which is even more brilliant. They're partly Jacobs bogeys. Uh, oh, which interesting! Is even okay, weirder. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Yeah, because if you see that between the passenger door of the image and the kind of cab bit at the back with the guard with the guard light oh, window, this is articulated over this. Yes, this is partly articulated. What this bit here is a yes, separate yes, yes, sticky yes, out yes. bit. Yes. Odd. <laughs> it's partly articulated. Odd. It's, as I say, it's very weird. It's why I say it's kind of Jacobs actually. It's more like the twenty twenty four stock in a way. It's very weird. Is this
0: uh, is this like a Pacer axle? <laughs> it's, no, it's, or is it's a it, proper bogey. It is a proper bogey, but and it's sound,
1: how very very yeah. chain driven too, which is even weirder. What? Oh dear. <laughs> yes, and okay. as I say, these are bought in in the nineteen twenties, mid nineteen twenties, to bring a new, modern, fresh look to the railway. They're also bought in because of money. Um because the railway is still doing okay, but there there's there's some forces acting on the railway at this point, which are starting to concern them, which we'll get to in a moment. And they need to compete with a new modern image of things. So they bring in these steam rail cars to kind of bring a modernized look. And most interestingly about them as well, they're made by um, Sentinel Camel, who are the guys who make the steam lorries. Ah oh, yes. Um, Sentinel lorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and these might look familiar to those who like the London North Eastern Railway. Uh, because these are the same Sentinel Camel rail cars as the London North Eastern Railway. Um these are quoted at eighteen hundred pounds each and are um unique in that they are the first two Sentinel Camel rail cars. They are ah, the first the first
0: one? interesting.
1: A mod a bit of a modernisation. We are the we are the future of the railway. Um so, in 1923, in June 1923, a press pool arrives to look at number one as it arrived from uh, Britain on the island. It ran a couple of test runs. You had people from Britain, various European railways. Um, you had even people as far as Mexico arriving. Huh. And by the time number two arrives and does its test run, interest has come, gone out as far as Australia. So that's, And these rail cars which are somewhat, sold around the world. That does
0: vindicate. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, so it's sold yeah. around the world. It does vindicate their view of of of, yeah. uh, of going for modernized kit if because it's it's brought all that attention and interest in which yeah. is, this is no and, bad thing
1: i mean if i can find the quote in my dissertation um the quote from one of the uh, people uh one of the management was that uh i can't find the exact quote um that the here we are uh So they said 50 years ago, the Jersey Railways had been the pioneer in right in light railways. Um, And they are now a pioneer for the new era of light railways and that the central rail cars would be, quote, taken up by all the light railways of the world. And they will be able to look back at Jersey as the pioneer of the new coach. (laughs) Ironically, it's fallen into obscurity.
0: Yes, somewhat.
1: as I say, the design cues I, I, we've got here: Mallard and T1, uh, the lovely, lovely T1. Here is um, here is T1
0: for all all, all the all, all of our uh, American friends watching. Here it's is more. T1. I just love T1 because it's beautiful. And, and here um, is the um, pleasingly, these two photos do somewhat show the scale. Here's the diminutive, yeah. uh, the the rather diminutive A4 Streamline A4 here of uh, of Nige Gresley, um, yeah. The, the, the showing, so you've, you've shown these two pictures. They're kind of showing yeah. the, the, that, that modernized the design cues and, that are going design on at cues.
1: the time. Because um, the, the, obviously these come slightly later. But as we know, Art Deco is starting to take off at this time. These more kind of rounded curved lines, but with straight edges. It's It's very much pioneering of design as well as pioneering of technology. It's brilliant. And I mean, these designs look kind of similar to the 38 tube stock that comes out and is being developed slowly at this yeah, okay, time. Yeah, yeah. So it all it all adds up. It's They're trying to be cool, I suppose. They're trying to be modern. However. Oh,
0: oh, I don't like the next however. slide, please. Okay, here we go. Next Let's slide. Ah, competition yes. arrives. Competition arrives.
1: <laughs> so they've got they've a relative monopoly at
0: this <laughs> point. And what is
1: arriving? Yeah, buses arrive. As Libus. you can see. Yeah. Okay. On the left, there's a London General Omnibus Company, B-Type Bus, because that's kind of like the big bus of this time period. And they are there to compete directly with the railway. Um, a few bus companies appear on the island because uh, what's regulation? <laughs> um, what's this? They didn't redo bus regulation on the island until a lot later. Um, so several companies show up, uh, the biggest one being the Jersey Motor Transport Company, who have a lot of double-deckers and single-deckers in that kind of B-Type class i suppose and they're running in direct competition with the jersey railways and tramways um the buses arrive I- I- well the issue was raised in july 1923 as the first sentinel Camel rail cars arrive on the island um yes I'm and am just john in this versus see, this yes the rail car is a bit of a bus on rails in some ways um which is an interesting way to look at it but the central camel rail cars come in as a cost-cutting measure because now buses are on the islands, they are cheap to run, you don't have to pay for the infrastructure, they run on diesel rather than oil, petrol rather than uh, coal, which is, uh, I wouldn't say cheaper at the time, but it's certainly in that kind of, it's, it's not as expensive to run one of them as it is to run a train at this period, at least a full length you know, steam locomotive and rake of coaches. Yes. Um, so the central camels come in to try and bat down the competition. However, this doesn't work very well. So the railway invests in its own bus fleet uh, to oh. feed the railway services. They Which feed from makes St. sense. Peter, Fine. Yeah, good. And uh, they feed from St. Peter. And let me see, where's the other one? Uh,
0: Integrated transport, folks. Integrated transport.
1: Yeah, into St. Boulard's Bay, Bay, sorry, St. Boulard's Bay. They also feed from onto trains into St. Auburn to St. Helier. Uh, but still doesn't work. So you'll see, there's this lovely little set of documents mm. that I found in the archive, which is the purchase of the Jersey Motor Transport Company by the railway. They buy out the bus company.
0: Oh, good. Um, That's good. I like basically that. Basically,
1: nip the competition in the bud. Yeah, I forget how much they pay for them. Um, sorry, I'm just having a quick scroll through. Uh, I can't oh, find two the price. Th-
0: no, that's, the consideration shall yeah. be the sum of 2,000... It's hidden behind here. There we go.
1: Sorry, 2,000 and change, we'll say.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. 2,000 uh, change.
1: Also some stock, because of course. Um, but the Jersey Railways and Tramways purchased the bus company outright, and it's run as a sub-company of the Jersey Railways and Tramways. The Jersey. This is the Jersey Motor Transport, I should say. Um, the board in the 1999 AGM, when this is finalised... Um, the board uh, the board is quoted to say, well, it's in the AGM as, the board took advantage of the proposals so made in order to extend its transport services throughout the island and to organise on an economical basis the rail and road traffic of these two companies. It is confidently believed that cooperation between these two companies will be of advantage to the island and visitors. Which, um, again,
0: I'm not going to disagree with that. So
1: did yeah, you say that was 1929? Yes, yeah, 29. 20, they're 29. Nervous because buses are cheap i mean the gross receipts were falling at this time yeah um i mean they dropped by 18 percent between 25 and 28 people are already
0: driving their own vehicles at this point as well
1: yeah because cars are coming to the island too and jersey is should we say it's got an interesting mix of wealth on the island people (laughs) are yeah it's people cars are showing up we'll say um but that 18 percent passenger drop between 25 and 28 was the biggest decrease since the first world war so they were They were sweating, they were trying to cut costs uh, because the buses have come along and kind of eaten their lunch. Um, I mean, the buses kill off the Jersey Eastern Railway completely. The Safety Coach Service, which operates in the east because an agreement was uh, basically the Motor Transport and the Safety Coach Service, the other major bus company, cartelize a bit, and they kind of split the island in half in St. Helier. The western half goes to the JMT, the eastern half goes to the Safety Coach Service, which then Basically, kills the Jersey Eastern Railway through just providing buses.
0: Yeah. Is that that the safety bus company? Safety coach services. Safety. I love it when people put safe in the name of their company, (laughs) their transport companies. That's such a vibe. It's like, you will not be, you'll mostly not be killed if you travel this way. So let's jump to a dramatic moment.
1: Yeah, we'll jump to October 1936 because. this is what kills the company, I suppose. Oh, one of the things that kills the company. Um, an open station catches fire. It's assumed electrical equipment in a butcher shop kills it uh, or starts the fire. And it burns down the station, which um, was housing most of the railway's traditional train rakes over the winter period. Because um, they shut down between November and about March time to save on costs. And they just ran rail replacement buses. Um so these are your locomotive hauled um, carriage sets. There were two sets, the one and two set, which I can't remember which round, uh, that was it. The number one is likely on the left, the number two is likely on the right. But they were wooden coaches, so they just burnt.
0: They're gone. Yeah, they're gone. Yep. It says uh, in, in this, uh, the, the evening post here says, in the station itself stood a dozen or so railway coaches, which are normally uh, stored there during the uh, the months in which the running of the railway service is suspended. Yes. Um, and, uh, were coaches were uh, blazing fiercely uh, before yeah. anything could be done to move them. Uh, the, the Bushes have survived.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's Oak, and I think it's Oak the coaches are made of. I mean... This would have been worse had it been back in the 1890s because the bogies were wooden. <gasps> what? Which is even oh yeah, the bogies were wooden, which is even more cursed. That's right. That's the noise um,
0: that, what was it? The our chap uh, Ramsey uh, highlighted that the bogies were outdated, but did not specifically yes. refer to the fact they were wooden. Uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, some were wooden, um, but it kind of destroys the nicest coaching stock, the ones that the tourists like to use because they yes. go back and forth. Um, it's it's frightening what it does, and it kind of kills off. Well, the company use it as an opportunity to kill themselves, I should say, because notably the rail cars, which are now three in number, yeah. are fine. As yes. far as we I can tell, or at least as far as I can tell, they seem to have been stored at the engine works back at St Helia, not at St Oban station. Um, probably because it's warm storage, it's they're out of the weather, they've got boilers, they they need a bit more love than just being dumped in a field or in a shed <laughs> basically. Yes. Um but the railway at this point isn't doing well. I think on the next slide you have a graph.
0: I do. Here is a graph. Here so is a graph
1: between nineteen thirty and nineteen thirty six. So we said um, twenty
0: nine white... was the year of the of the of the, the combination of the, the railway yep. and the and the and Jersey Motor Transport, right? These two essentially uh, combined so that you can understand the incentive of the overall company by the declining receipts of the white here, which is the Jersey railways and tramways and the increasing receipts of the Jersey motor transport company. The fire is in 1936 and you can see that that's the, the receipts drop off the cliff at that point.
1: And there's an important point because in 1931 um. The Jersey Motor Transport Company rents the Jersey Railways and Tramways bus fleet off of them. This was seen as a way to kind of, introduce, yes, they were renting off themselves. It's very weird. Oh, it's but this was seen like, as a way to increase modern. receipts and revenue for the Jersey Railway Company. However, um, not so much as we can see. It did the opposite. Which kind of gives an idea of how much the bus service is contributed to feeding passengers onto the railway.
0: Yes, interesting. So that's the fact that they they rent the buses. Yeah. So they just use them on their core routes, which are basically yep. competing with the Jersey railways and tramways, yep. and they lose the feeders. Uh, their yep. integrated transport. Perfect little case study of how yep. when you break integrated transport, you break it's exactly the whole what
1: thing. happens. Everyone starts getting the bus, and it yeah. kills the railway. They they just languish. Barely ticking over or often losing money, too. It's really like it's really touch and go as to if they'd survive. And I mean, to give an idea of just how much the rail the bus company had taken over, the two companies had a joint annual dinner. And in 1932, the um tables were all laid in the, in the green and cream of the Jersey Motor Transport Company, and it was basically all just a Jersey Motor Transport Company show with a bit of railway on the side.
0: Oh, golly, um
1: yeah so the company directors I know, i've got a quote on my dissertation here the co- company directors were proud of their performance up to this point prophesizing a cut time when the company would have a fleet of over 100 buses and would serve every point of the island um but not basically nothing about the railway no more yeah, expanding the railway yeah, yeah. Okay. it's yeah. quite sad yes yeah, it
0: just just conveniently disappears so yeah. what happens next well, is it is, is the inevitability of I, I noticed this is a much more modern looking uh, bus here with uh, yeah. with JMT green and cream as you've just described the yep. green and cream of that company uh, so Jersey Motor Transport. Uh, I presu- what's tell us what happens next?
1: So the revenue just keeps dropping and dropping by um, I I have here between thirty one and thirty two it drops by sixty eight percent and eventually they just decide yeah it's not worth it so they dismantle the railway they sell off the assets to the states who are the basically the island government um it's the state the island governments it's difficult to explain but the states are kind of like what you'd call the house of Lords and the house of commons in one thing very interesting um, but they don't have full control because there's also like the bailiff and the law, uh, the lieutenant uh, or the lord lieutenant. Uh, I it's think all that's very weird. Term. Yeah, and then there's of course there's the crown, which is overseeing everything and has to rubber stamp all this. Yeah. Um, but they sell off to the states who lift all the track, they scrap all the locomotives, um, and they just start running buses. And the Jersey Motor Transport keeps on going, um, which is completely in line with what was going on at the time light railways and tramways around the country around the uk were being ripped up um i mean the london passenger transport board um were just ripping up their tramways replacing them with trolley buses it's interesting there's that that was modern history
0: isn't linear and and you can never draw Mm -hmm. a straight line to these things but it's interesting that you know this is a nice case study because tramways were seen at the turn of yeah. the century as being this modernizing force um yeah. this I in mean, vogue sort of technology and then yeah. all of a sudden that in vogue technology uh is being pushed to one side you know the the, the, the reason that London pushed you know another uh certainly in the UK that trams were being pushed to one side was actually there was a perception that trams slowed down traffic that yep. they, there was a perception that they were uh that they actually uh, you know were were, were Clogging up the roads, so people just, the you know, authorities just got rid of
1: them. Yeah, well, if you, um if people, um, if you don't mind, I'm gonna do a little plug here. If people hop on over to Rails to Nowhere, my f- co-host Simon, his dissertation is on all of this, and we've just, we're just wrapping up a series looking at the growth of the urban transportation in London during this time period, and as he puts in his dissertation, yeah, the trolley bus was pushed over trams because it was not slowing down. Um, traffic or it's not seen to be slowing down traffic as much I should say and th- it was even shown in how they advertised because the LPTB puts a poster up which has a horse tram on it with a trolley bus next to it saying this trolley bus is the future never mind that this was in 1933 and the last tro- uh, horse-drawn tram ran in 1915 yeah it's absolutely
0: so yeah. What, what of the destiny of transport, public transport <clears throat> on the island
1: yes hmm. And uh, well, it goes to buses basically. Yeah. Um, so does Liberty Bus direct? Does Liberty Bus draw a direct line to the JMT or uh, not quite? So the JMT runs up until uh, I think it was nineteen ninety. I say so it's late mid late, late mid to late nineteen nineties. The JMT runs and is basically the sole monopoly by law, uh, okay, supported yeah. partly by subsidy from the states and also just passenger fares and it runs every bus route on the island everything from the number one to the number 15. Now those numbers are quite important (laughs) because you come through to the present day after some bus deregulation and uh, a scandal involving connex of all people surprise surprise (laughs) surprise, (laughs) surprise, connex have a history uh, and it passes through to my bus who are like a subsidy of connex for a bit. it's very weird and then Liberty Bus comes along, which is part of CT Bus, and now HTC Transport, which is now Tower Transit. Which it's a it's a history, it's a mess.
0: Uh, buses, um, buses, basically
1: folks. are running the exact same bus routes that we ran back when the JMT killed off the railway.
0: And uh, and and so the number yeah. twelve bus here. What route does Ooh. the number twelve bus, by any chance? Uh, by any it, chance, cover? it runs
1: from Liberation Bus Station. They they like their Liberation thing because of the occupation. Um it runs which is basically a two-minute walk from the old terminal all the way through to St. Auburn, then it goes via St. bralard's town all the way through uh past Lamoy to Corbiere. <laughs> oh, which no. is the same route as the <laughs> railway. It's,
0: uh,
1: um, yes. It's a very popular bus. It's a very busy bus. It also takes much longer than railway because it goes round the houses. Um, And also gets stuck in lovely traffic, because of course Jersey has atrocious traffic. They have a dual carriageway, which clogs up every morning.
0: Baffling on an island. Well, as as we were about to talk about, it's an island with a a decent bit of population density. Yeah. Um, So we've been brought to the present. The railways are gone. Buses are running. And, you know, at at least there still is some public transport. So that, you know. B- buses aren't our I, enemy, but...
1: Yeah, before we continue, can I just address something oh, in the chat? Yes, go for it. Uh, from Raphael Nicolas, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. You say the railways will be replaced by the new stuff called Light Rail. They they kind of, it's a difficult one to kind of call that through line because they start calling it a light railway when the, ra- when the rail cars arrive. Um, but it's basically just a railway at the end of the day. They, as I say, they tried to become a tramway with electrification and they shot that idea down because capital cost... As yes. was mentioned, and in turn, it was all replaced by buses. Which, by the way, I will say that the buses that do run the Optus solos, which run most of the routes, are very nice. I love an octa <laughs> solo.
0: um
1: I, I like transport. I'm a nerd. I'm sorry.
0: It's um yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's another example. Well, there are lots of interesting little tidbits and case studies here. It's an example of how light rail yeah. doesn't really exist. It doesn't it's not really a meaningful uh, categorization So there is another question which. Yeah, uh, Zach, that you 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 wanted to maybe the, the both of us wanted to have a think about, which is, you know, putting our you know um, rail natter <laughs> network planning hats on. Would Don't it make have sense? My
1: drivers hat on. Uh, yeah, I I
0: well, as well, I haven't I haven't got anything rail nattery. I've, I've got the apt mug over here. That's about that's about. I'll do. will do. Um, would a new railway or tramway make sense? Um, and I wow. so this is my bit where I'm going to say, well, you know what? Given that it's just quite a small island and it has a population of over 100,000 people. That's a sizable chunk of people. Um, the population density is quite high in mm. quite a lot of the island. It's quite a high population. It's a decent population density. Um, I'm I, You know what? I don't think it would be entirely bonkers, particularly given this is still a very popular tourist area. Mm. I think there would be <clears throat> tourist value to actually running a... a I would probably run it as a as a as a modern tramway. Um, with kind of a bit like Blackpool style where you kind of have some heritage stock and some modern stock But g- given there's no actual heritage to the tramway that you'd be running particularly given it's all disappeared And you'd be building a new yeah. thing you could probably run a short one of the nice like Stadler two-car things That's kind of yeah. a little, little, little tram type Or, light or rail even hybrid. a
1: Vario-ban, like we like goes on the Croydon tramway yeah, in London Yeah, just just like a just
0: yes exactly just a kind of a fairly neat fairly nippy vehicle and I what I would suggest is, uh, is is that you would use actually because the the the, um, the Eastern Railway actually isn't really isn't that useful in terms of what it connects up. To be honest, in terms of population, yes, in terms of population density, bit of population here, but actually, what what, what I would suggest is that it, going from Saint Helier, round the round the bay, following the or kind of approximately following the route of the of the former railway, um, coming into from from Saint Auburn Kind of coming in behind to the other bit of population, and uh, is a uh, Saint-Bernard, and then in some, red way, houses. in some way go up the hill to the airport because now the airport yeah. exists. I think if you could connect the airport to the uh, to kind of saint uh Belle-Royal, and then saint Helier that would make some reasonable sense as a hmm. an, as a tramway. But yeah, well, if I you, say, can f- I add an? extra yeah, point yeah, go on. on.
1: That? between St Helier and Belle Royale is the uh, A2 which is the dual carriageway Victoria Avenue it's a four lane road two in each direction it is massive it's absolute bedlam to try and cross uh, having done that myself because it also cuts off between all the population and the lovely beach in the bay because of course Horrible. it's a it's it's a horrific road it clogs up every day with traffic and it's mentioned in the um Revised Island Plan as being a bit of a sore point as well as in like um, this in 2011. By the way, this plan, uh, you know, we need to reduce our dependence on the car. Yes, that's what it looks like. It's horrible. horrible. Actually, if you nip over to Millbrook, do uh, you see the old old cafe, uh, kind of top left near Coronation yes, Park. Yes, here, old yeah, station cafe. There.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, if you spin round, that's the old old Millbrook Station. oh ah, there we go. Very
0: which nice. Which gives you
1: an idea of how close the railway was to the road. The modern uh, yes. day road.
0: uh i see where you're going with with this of course so this is a a a, a big pointless dual carriageway um <laughs> now you know what you can do with big pointless dual carriageways is um you've got a nice pre-prepared surface to place some permanent way mm. <laughs> mm. i uh yes i would agree that the thing to do here is to dig the road up and put a tramway in uh yeah i yeah. strongly agree with that
1: uh, it, I think it would do a lot of it would annoy a lot of people because you're digging up the road. Um, but I think it would be such a valuable asset because this is such a busy thing during the day, uh, especially during the um, rush hour period. It clogs up and becomes solid. I've sat in rush hour traffic on this road once. It uh, was not fun. <laughs> Secondary observation. I'm conscious of
0: time. We're, we're going a little mm, long. Yes, we're yes. going to try and talk soon. T- t- but what's quite funny is um, this is a this is a street map from 2010. And it's yes. a bit of a reminder of what all cars looked like in 2010, which is yeah. much smaller. And, uh, that's a little mon- knackered Mondeo. Uh, look, all the cars are normal cars, not SUVs.
1: Yeah, yeah that's not that. the case look, anymore. They're so all
0: normal cars, apart from that little Defender that we just went past. Look, all the cars are just
1: regular. Yeah. I like a cars. Defender, by the way. I like a traditional Defender.
0: Yeah, they're not great for uh, NOx emissions, but anyway, look, all the cars yeah. are normal. I mean, okay, there's someone who has who's avoiding some tax, uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll ignore them. But uh, yeah, anyway, so I, yeah. I, I digress, of course. So, um, my my view is that you could uh, I. Probably just on merit as fu- as a public transport system without thinking about the broader sort of mm. tourism picture. Possibly not. But in terms of a way to... If you were going to justify getting rid of that road, you'd have to do so on the basis of providing a high-capacity alternative. Mm. Trams can deliver that. So I would, I would yes. go with tram. And uh, that's
1: also the number 15 route, essentially, what you've drawn out, which is the only route on the island to use double-deckers constantly. Because it is busy. It yes. is busy. It's, and every time a, a plane kicks out, those buses are full. Mm.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um,
1: I, I always think you could bring it in underneath the airport as like a, like an underground station, have a cool cavern. Ooh, do, we'll do a cool, be like dark? You know, and come in underneath. Ooh, the, that'd be exciting. The airport is quite high up because yes. it's very big. Yeah, you know, it needs to be mostly flat because, you know, planes.
0: <laughs> so they're up on the plateau of the island, really, which, yeah, is, which sits Yeah, well, they
1: flattened a lot of space for it, too, and it's been flattened and extended more and more because planes have got bigger and faster And more terrifying. I mean, I don't fly well personally. Every time going to Jersey, I've been there now. uh, Hold on, I can count the tickets eight times (laughs) on and off the island. uh, So four times in total. Every time it was a white knuckle event, I don't like takeoff. I don't like landing. Please just call the speeds out so I know when you're going to take off. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it.
0: Right. So uh, the the official rail now to stamp on, you could quite reasonably put a tramway in. The yeah. population density is high. There's the infrastructure there's some infrastructure that you can suitably d- get rid of cars for. Uh, good stuff. Right, so
1: mm. Zach. Oh you do come in over the houses by the way as you land just for Peter H. It's very nice.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Exciting <laughs> landing at Jersey. Yes, thanks Peter H. Yeah. Very hard on the brakes. So let us make our faces disappear. Let us Ooh. Um there will just send chuck your questions because we'll 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 chuck your yeah. questions to Zach before we um we close out. Make sure you add my name so that I can spot the uh uh spot those questions. Um for everyone in listening to this in audio only form, i hope we uh, audio described everything suitably um you can come back to the youtube and pick up the slides if you so wish and just drag through and my john maddening isn't hugely insightful to be honest so you can just flick through um available on all good podcasting platforms please do do a a, a, a review and stuff when you, when you can uh, if you can or, or say I, I i hated this uh, and post it as a as a review on the that'd be good um the usual plugs patreon.com slash gareth dennis for um to support this sort of thing happening uh paypal.me slash gareth dennis for a loose change of youth Gar- uh, uh, gareth dennis.uk slash merch for the merchandise on spring and the discord server continuing ad infinitum. in the chat hello everyone in the chat all the lovely people in the chat joining this podcast live the thing that makes this podcast work because if it was just me record doing a pre-record it would be strange um gareth slash <laughs> discord for that Um, A a, a quick update on the old uh, YouTube target. We're aiming for 10,000. We are now at, oh, uh, Game of Horns, uh, that was louder than I expected it to be, 9,324. 676 people out there in the world that we need to snare and convince to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, So what we're saying is we need a
1: multi-level marketing scheme.
0: We need some complex multi-level marketing scheme to encourage people to uh, to subscribe to the channel. It's fine, you subscribe. I don't send you any updates. It just it, it will just be on a list. You don't have to. It doesn't commit you to anything. But do come and subscribe to the YouTube channel because um, it helps p- with something apparently. Um, Zach, a a plug for Rails to Nowhere. Um, yes, come listen. Tell <laughs> tell 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 the good people about uh, about Rails to Nowhere. Tell us about it. So
1: if you want more in-depth history, where like. Uh, on railways, you can come over to Rails from Nowhere. Uh, my, me and my friend Simon, we host this show. We do a lot of talking about railway history. We base a lot of work on like a lot of. We try to do original research for it, not just kind of rehashing a Wikipedia article. That's not good. Um, so we try and actually go to archives. We do research. We've just finished a like six or seven episode series on the uh, urbanisation of London in the 1920s and how the um, uh, the tram gave way to the bus and Tube and t- Charles Tyson Yerkes, who had an amazing moustache, uh, which is based on Simon's dissertation work. In January, we'll have a couple of episodes, probably at least, based off of this in a lot more detail, because uh, this was a very much whistle stop store The dissertation it was ten thousand words and change, long, and touched on a lot more than we have time for here. Um, and as I say, it's because it's we try and do things, we try and. Yeah, we we treat it like we're writing for academic journals, I suppose. So you'll have all the references in there if you want to go and look at things yourself. We encourage you to. You should. It's good fun. Uh, That's really all there is to say. Um, Yeah. There will be a link to.
0: I haven't added it in yet, but uh, Zach, you're going to give me a link to your dissertation website. I think at some point. So yeah, I this will. This might it's... not be live now, but at some point in the future, if you're listening to this episode yeah. in the future, the, the, that that that'll go into the description in the future. Uh, you can yeah. get get a hold of that. But yeah, th- all the references will be popping up in the site too.
1: Hopefully, because yeah. I think they need they need something better than buses. Damn it.
0: Absolutely. Yes, the campaign starts here. Um, So go and listen to that. Next week on Railnatter, episode 194. We haven't had any trains for these classes. I haven't even Googled it to see if there are any international ones. But um, uh, episode 194 is digging into Britain's passenger rail usage data um, uh, because uh, we're going to be looking at the ORR's data release. Given that the the UK government has now pulled the daily data feed Mm. because it didn't like the numbers it was giving out, that's the conspiratorial answer, of course. <laughs> um given that we uh yeah we basically we're going to go through those numbers um with some help from uh John Bull of uh, London Reconnections not as a guest but uh through the words that uh, that John has written that we can we can uh, pay good attention to because it's a very good piece so I shall be pointing everyone in that direction as well that's next week episode 194 um your questions folks let let's, let's bring yes. Zach back uh hi <laughs> here we are so yeah. um Underground high-speed tunnel connecting France and Jersey. Not, not probably not necessary. Uh, an boats, electric boats, ferry. Boats. Yes, electric ferry will be ground. Row. Um, wind. Bro, yes,
1: wind. Yes. Wind is wind is a criminally underused source of power in boats now. It, and as far as comes, most boats like you, you have a copy of the box behind you. Most most wind now for boats is an inconvenience rather than a power source. We should be using it.
0: <laughs> so. Um, we have what what let's go through what other questions that we've got are uh, popping up? Hello chat, hello Discord, hello. Uh, uh there we go. Um
1: I saw something about um, a uh a- uh BRT somewhere in there earlier. Yes. Um, People
0: aren't adding my name, so I'm having to read through the questions to work out if they yeah. are questions or not. Remt out my name everyone so I can spot. Yeah. BRT, Daniel Smith, no. What about those ultralight things they're getting in Coventry. Daniel, there is an episode of Rail Matter for you where we talk about uh the uh VLR, the urban VLR system. Uh colour me skeptical. Um at least they haven't got one of those gadget bus things. The translore nonsense that they have in in France and, and Italy. Yeah, I need to do an episode on that thing. Anyway, uh, I'm currently just, writing just, about it for hashtag but, but reasons. rails. Rails
1: are yeah, good. Rails, rails are rails solid.
0: Are good. Well, Translore has one rail, but it's because it has one rail, it, it has a habit of um, derailing, derailing the train. And it's for, and it has one rail as a guide. It's just a very, very stupid system. If you've gone to the effort of putting one rail in, why not go to the minimal additional effort of putting two in? Well, you anyway. have to
1: dig the road up anyway, so... Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, store wind-powered freighters keep getting proposed, but there's all sorts of structural reasons why they're uh, not very good. I know. Well, the thing is, I, I you can just have a battery catamaran. It's fine to get people very quickly from uh, the French mainland across to Jersey. Uh, very straightforward. Um it looks you could like row. People have been highly. Or you could row. Uh, people have been highly. We've covered everything, Zach. We, we, we've covered yeah. all ground. Um, yeah. I, I think it'd be quite interesting w- to to, to, to it'd will. be quite interesting to have a proper study looking at public transport on the on yeah. the island.
1: Actually. Um, i will say this much i I have to offer a big thanks to people here as well from the island the jersey archives are lovely the Palot museum is lovely you should go and visit them you should go and see them um i also need to thank you um gareth because you put up with my incessant sending of pictures and problems (laughs) when i was out there um and thanks to everyone else who you all know who you are who helped with the dissertation because as much as it's got my name on it, it's a team effort. At the end of the day, everyone like everyone helps, and I hope you all enjoyed reading it. I know that I um, I did hear back from Dr. David Turner, who quite enjoyed it, and I only thank him because he was quite helpful too in it because he gave me some great pointers, and most importantly, um, like. The, the guys at Queen Mary who run the master's course um top people go 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 to it I recommend they're lovely people. <laughs> Uh, I think so. My my. I don't know. Some of my friends might be watching this too. So hi, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello friends, hello friends, and 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 all those watching. Yes, from Zach and I. Uh, Zach, thanks so much for coming on and and, and mm. telling us the story. Uh, whistle stop certainly, but hopefully in a musee bouche brûlant, we'll be able to go and uh, yes. listen to Rails to Nowhere um, in January. Uh, it only remains for Zach and I to to say cheerio, everyone. Cheerio. Cheerio.